Thanks to Nuts.com for supporting our podcast. Right now, when you go to Nuts.com slash AMR, new customers get a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more. Thanks to Wild Grain for supporting our show. Get your fully customizable bake from frozen bread, pasta, and pastry box. And for a limited time, get $30 off your first box plus free croissants in every box when you start your subscription at wildgrain.com slash AMR or use code AMR at checkout. Welcome to AMR Answers. This is Sarah Bowen Shea. And this is Dimity McDowell hanging out uh, a couple days before Halloween. Sarah, do you have a costume ready? Mm, no, I, I am not. <laughs> I haven't even bought candy yet to hand out. <laughs> I haven't either, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, because when you buy candy too soon, it basically becomes like snacks, right? Mm, that's that's mm-hmm. the problem, at least in our house. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we have Ridwell here, which is a service that now has expanded beyond the Pacific Northwest, where they take like plastic film and batteries and you can styrofoam and things like that and so that the and then they have a special category with every pickup and the one that is right after halloween is leftover halloween candy oh that's so fun (laughs) i love that (laughs) yeah they do they donate to like food banks and stuff i bet something yeah or that or the staffers just eat it all i don't know one or the other (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's a lot of candy. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's a lot of candy. Yeah, because I mean, usually the special category is um, plastic lids or corks or electronic wires and things like that. And so sure. for it to be candy, yes, I love that. That's, yeah. that's very clever. I feel like that's, and I feel like the other ones are like art supply stuff, you know? Oh, like, definitely. School supplies, <laughs> yes. Stop. Oh yeah, crayons. Oh, and then I felt so badly that I'd thrown out a lot of kind of half-used crayons before we were Ridwell customers. I'm like, no, I need to get those out of landfill and get them. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make some wax candles. <laughs> yeah, we sure do. We sure do. So, hey, you are fresh off seeing a concert, are you? you not? I am. I am fresh off seeing Pink last night, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And I just, I wanted to talk about it for two reasons. First of all, holy cow, talk about an athlete. Like I was just amazed and I'm fresh off seeing all my girls because uh, I saw the Taylor Swift movie on Sunday night. Mm -hmm. So watched three hours of her, you know, strutting up and down the stage. And I mean, she broke a sweat, but she never loses a breath, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then pink, it like takes it up a notch because I mean, she was a former gymnast and oh, I, I read all about that. her this oh, morning mm-hmm. because I was like, so like into it. <laughs> Actually, there's a really, she was on 60 minutes on Sunday night. Oh my God. And you love 60 minutes. That is like the Venn diagram of Dimity right there. <laughs> I know. But the funny thing is, is Sarah, it's totally true. But I was at the Taylor Swift movie. <laughs> so on Sunday night. And so someone was like, oh yeah, I saw her on 60 minutes. I was like, oh, wait, when was she on? And so I watched it this morning, actually, as I was having my breakfast. But I, um, so we should link to it. I was actually thinking about putting it in the in the Sunday newsletter, but um, but we could just link to it in the podcast. I also love, though, that, that your regret is that you weren't sitting in front of the television at the time the TV show comes on. Like, way to sound. <laughs> because it's a Sunday night ritual. Like, it's been a Sunday night ritual since I was, you know, five with my mom. Or maybe not five. Maybe I'm giving myself too much credit. <laughs> Look, I definitely am. But... you child, aren't you? <laughs> Excuse me, I think Morley Safer's on, Mother. Can we watch now? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> to hear about the, the why, why are the yellow ribbons around the old oak trees? But yeah, so anyway, so we went last night. Long story short, she canceled two concerts in Vancouver last weekend because she was sick with some kind of oh. emphysema, not emphysema, um, some kind of like brachial hmm. 
pneumonia kind of thing that's going around. And so we were all like, you know, this week, like, was it going to happen? Was it going to happen? It happened. Mm. And like one of the first things she came out and said was like, so do you guys in Denver, do you just like laugh at people when they come and like, hi, you can't breathe up here. (laughs) (laughs) Look at how poorly you're breathing. (laughs) And she has asthma, which again, I learned from reading and the 60 minutes show. And so, I mean, she just put on a show like you wouldn't believe. I mean, just again, the energy, the moves, you know, the the way that she has to control her breathing mm. in order to sing when she's like upside. So she does all these aerial Oh, I know aerial she does things, aerial. Right? Exactly. That's what yeah. I think. of When I think of pink, I think of aerial stuff. Yeah. Yeah. She flies around the arena and um, in a 60 minutes thing, they show her training with somebody mm. who basically teaches her how to sing upside down and they, they oh. have her on the ground. Pink is on the ground and someone's standing on top of her. Mm. Like, so she controls her abs so greatly and her diaphragm and all the singing muscles, which I don't know very much about mm-hmm. that. She's just like belting out one of her songs with someone standing on top of her. <gasps> That's amazing. Yeah. It was really, I mean, so anyway, so I'm in awe. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, so fired up, all, you know, really good. Mm -hmm. Um, So I didn't get home until, I mean, I didn't fall asleep probably until almost one. Mm -hmm. And I had many happy miles workout at 7 a.m. this morning Mm -hmm. that I kind of thought yesterday, like, oh, should I cancel it? And I'm like, no, (laughs) I should get up and work out. Like it's, uh, you know, always gives you energy. And so I did. uh, And it was like a 45 minute workout. We did some strength. And then we did 15 minutes of cardio as um, walking up and down a flight of stairs. Or if you didn't have that, there were other options. And then 15 more minutes of strength. So it was a 45 minute workout. Uh And I finished and I was like, okay, okay, I'm good. I feel good. I feel good. So I went upstairs, had my breakfast, watched the 60 minutes, made my coffee. (laughs) And then I was like, I got to go back to bed. (laughs) So at about uh, 8.30, I was like, okay, I'm going back to bed. And I slept for like another 90 minutes. And that was like the ticket. It felt so good. So I'm very fortunate to be able to do that, obviously, because I mean, both my sisters had to get up and, you know, be at a real, a quote unquote, real job. (laughs) So, (laughs) Oh, my gosh, that is very uncharacteristic of you, Dimity. It seems to me to go back to sleep like that. To go back to sleep. But I, yeah, but I did also start thinking about like, God, how do you come down after a show like that? I mean, Pink's sleep schedule has got to be. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You bet. All right. Well, this first question is Jaina, who called on a slog fest of a run. Hi, this is Jaina from Oakland, Tennessee, and I'm calling you at 3.73 miles in to my eight mile training run for my half marathon in December. And today is a slugfest. I am really, really not feeling it. Um, I'm running later in the day. I usually am a morning runner. It's a billion degrees out here, and I'm just not at all feeling it. And so my question for you is, what do you do when you're almost halfway through with a run and it's going really not good? Thanks, ladies. Many happy miles. Okay. Jaina, let's start by acknowledging that we have all been in your shoes. It's completely and utterly normal to have runs that go off the proverbial rails. Well, yeah. And especially when you're not in your groove, when you're like, okay, I normally run in the morning. Mm-hmm. She said it was it was really hot and humid. And no matter where you live, the morning is always cooler, right? Even if it's only a couple degrees. Mm-hmm. So you're used to that. You're used to having that be the first steps of your day. And then all of a sudden you're in the middle of the day and everything is off. And and the good news is it's kind of a good 
practice, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, if you go run at 6 a.m. all the time and then your race start is at 9 or I know like in Boston or New York City, sometimes you don't go off until the middle of the day, you know, later than that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there are times where it's nice to have that, like I am intentionally shifting my schedule, but mm-hmm. she didn't intentionally shift her schedule and she was in the middle of that. So when that happens, no matter what, I would always say drink, drink electrolytes, especially if it's really hot. The goo hydration tabs are awesome, but Mm -hmm. anything that has sodium and potassium in it Mm -hmm. and then eat something, Mm -hmm. you know, eat a gel. Um, Gels are going to, you know, get to you pretty quickly as far as the energy goes. But if that isn't available to you, you know, you can always do like chomps or a stoop waffle or whatever Mm -hmm. and then slow down, right? Slow down, Mm -hmm. take a walk break, go, you know, maybe from that, from there on out, maybe she does five minutes of running, one minute of walking, like somehow kind of gamify it a little bit Mm -hmm. so that it's not just like, oh, I've got, I'm at 3.73. And I mean, I totally do this 3.73. So I have got (laughs) 4.27 more to go. Oh my God, I'm never going to make it, (laughs) you know, and and like looking at it like that Mm -hmm. instead, like, okay, five more minutes, then I get to walk five Mm -hmm. more minutes and then I'll walk, Mm -hmm. you know, just something like that to kind of break it up. Well, also then it seems more intentional when you say gamify it, you know, to yeah. to when you tell yourself, okay, I'm going to walk for one minute and run for five, then you've given yourself a task and you sort of think like, okay, this is it. This is the plan. I'm going to stick with it now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. Okay. So, well, those are all great tips for turning things around physically dim. And so let's address some ways to counter what's going on in your head during those times, because, you know, when you feel crummy on a run, it's happening in your head. And for me, a lot of that is boredom. So Jaina, I'd say the first, you took a great first step, which is to distract yourself. I love that she called us. Yeah, I love it. I know someone called us mid run, not the first, but I loved it. I loved it. We'll problem solve on the run. I know. It's almost like she sent out a bat signal or something. So my go-to is to switch up what I'm listening to. So that means if I'm listening to a podcast, switching to music, switching to an audiobook, or, you know, turn on a different street than I'd plan to run on for a literal change of scenery, you know, which might sound a little inane, but it makes a difference. And then also maybe change up your apparel, which stick with me on this one. So, <laughs> so are, you, are you running with a rolling uh, closet rack, Sarah? Yes, yes <laughs> my sister. Behind yeah, you on a yeah. tow rope? Yeah, you know, me, Pink, and Taylor, we all have changes of, of wardrobe. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, so I did a seven-mile run last weekend in Seattle, and it was about 58 degrees, but it was muggy. So I ended up taking off my lightweight long-sleeve wool top. It was very lightweight. Ended up tying it around my waist and running in my handful bra and my Wazelle shorts and not typical for a mid-October run in Seattle, but it definitely made a difference in how I felt because, again, it wasn't hot. I just felt kind of closed in and I felt very liberated once I took off that top. Yeah, you'd switch something up. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's it. I love those suggestions too. like switch something up, switch from music to podcast, change your route mm-hmm. or change your clothes, take your shorts off. I don't know. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> Mix yeah. it up. Put your hat on backwards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing I would also say is, you know, runs like that are I mean, character defining makes it sound like, you know, you're going out to like win a Super Bowl or something like that. But they are the runs that you reflect on. The hardest ones are the ones that kind of give you this like another brick of like self-confidence, mental toughness Mm -hmm. in your little, you know, wall that you have inside of you. Mm -hmm. So I just I mean, it's she's training for a half marathon. Right. And 
times are going to get tough in a half marathon, whether she's going out for fun or whether, you know, whether she's on a hill, whether she's going for PR, whatever. There's going to be a point in that race where she's like, hmm, I don't know, like this doesn't feel good. You know, we all have those. And it's not like, oh, she's going to like suddenly flash back to that eight mile run. But that she has this sense about her now that like, oh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I remember I can do really hard things. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. also, like, look what I did to get here, you know? So I just, I mean, you know, you don't intentionally create those workouts for you. Like, I don't want her going out (laughs) at 2 p.m. every August afternoon. Mm -hmm. But, you know, use them as an opportunity to challenge yourself a tiny bit, you know, with some kindness and then realize when you're done, oh my gosh, look what I just did. Yeah. Yeah. Character building runs. Yeah. All right. Well, so Jaina called us back. So let's listen to that message. Hey ladies, this is Jaina from Tennessee. And I just wanted to call back and let you know that I did not in fact die. I am home. I'm hydrating. My legs are up the wall and I finished every single step of my eight miles. And um, just wanted to celebrate that with you. I found 36 cents in loose change, uh, found change, so I'm kind of proud about that as well. I made some mistakes today. My daughter had a cross-country race this morning, and I ran all over that park celebrating her and her teammates. I um, then drove three hours home, probably didn't hydrate like I should, definitely ran too early in the afternoon when the sun was too hot, and um, got to just shake it off, live to, to run another day. So, just wanted to follow up, let you know that I'm home and safe. And again, many happy miles. Bye. Okay, Dim, what are your takeaways from that? What Jaina shared with us? I mean, first of all, I love that you called us back. So thank you, Jaina, because you know, not left hanging. Like <laughs> she's still at mile 3.73, wondering if she can go forward. I love that she called us back. Love that she made it through that she came home. She's hydrating. She has her legs up the wall. Hopefully she had some really good protein, like some chocolate milk or something like that after her run to kind of start her recovery because she definitely feels like she needs that. Mm -hmm. And what stuck out to me is that she had a really busy morning, a very Mm -hmm. um, engaging morning. You know, she was, Mm -hmm. she was at her daughter's cross country meet, running around, congratulating her, congratulating her teammates. Mm -hmm. So a lot of steps there, a lot of energy there. I'm Mm -hmm. guessing it probably wasn't super cool, you know, (laughs) given that the day was hot Mm -hmm. and then driving to say three hours, three hours. I know three hours. So all that together, like, I'm sorry, but I, I wouldn't, I, you know, I probably would have personally, I probably would have moved that run to the next morning, you know, just because I know Mm -hmm. like all that emotional and physical stress, because again, stress is stress on your body. It doesn't Mm -hmm. matter if it's wondering if your daughter is going to be on the podium or Mm -hmm. if it's, you know, running around congratulating her afterwards. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, so I probably would have moved that to the next day, but she got it done. And now she hopefully has a rest day and she can start fresh on Monday. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was fantastic. All right, well, let's hear from the brands that allow us to bring you this free content. Please support them since they support us. We'll be back with more questions and answers. As athletes and mothers, sometimes it feels like we're snack machines, yet sometimes our stash goes empty or gets boring. Restock your family's snack stash with the tastiest, freshest treats from Nuts.com. Their wide selection means there is something for everyone. And right now, when you go to nuts.com slash AMR, new customers get a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more. Nuts.com is your one-stop shop for freshly roasted nuts, dried fruit, sweets, pantry staples like specialty flowers, and more. And at nuts.com, quality is a top priority. 
They roast their nuts and pop their corn the same day it ships, so they reach you deliciously fresh. Satisfaction is guaranteed. I'm convinced I was a squirrel in a past life, as I adore nuts. The ones I got from nuts.com are incredibly tasty. The other afternoon, when my energy and focus were flagging, I tore open a bag of nuts.com salted cashews. They were delightfully and deliciously fresh. And don't tell her, but I'm bringing a bag of roasted salted almonds from nuts.com to Dimity to gift to her at our retreat. In my next nuts.com order, I'm getting a bag of almond flour for baking gluten-free muffins. Right now, nuts.com is offering new customers a free gift with purchase and free shipping on orders of $29 or more at nuts.com slash AMR. So go check out all of the delicious options at nuts.com slash AMR. You'll receive a free gift and free shipping when you spend $29 or more. I just got my first box from Wild Grain and it was loaded with so much deliciousness. Wild Grain is the first ever Bake from Frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes from frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And Wild Grain has a deal for our listeners. Get $30 off your first box plus free croissants in every box at wildgrain.com slash AMR or use code AMR at checkout when you start your subscription. At the risk of making you hungry, I'll tell you about the scrumptious maple Belgian waffles in my wild grain box. After my weekend run, I had two of them topped with Greek yogurt and berries. Yum. And I took a loaf of pecan cranberry sourdough bread to book group last week. So easy to bake and everyone adored it. Because wild grain ships frozen straight from small artisan bakeries, wild grain can use the traditional centuries-old ways of making sourdough bread. In that book club bread... Wild Grain used their 30-year-old sourdough starter. And you can now fully customize your Wild Grain box so you can get any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries you like. If you want a box of all bread, all pasta, or all pastries, you can have it. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box when you go to wildgrain.com AMR to start your subscription. You heard me right free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com slash AMR or use promo code AMR at checkout. Catherine is curious about slowing her roll. Hi, this is Catherine calling from Sacramento. I have a question about easy pace and the back of the pack runners. So I um, have run up to the half marathon distance. Typically, my easy pace is about 12 to 13 minute mile. And in the last half year, I've decided to slow it down to a 14 or 15 minute pace based on things that I've been reading and other podcasts I've been listening to talking about easy pace. And going to 14 to 15 minute mile has been really enjoyable for me. My form stays good, but I've really been able to run with my friends who are slower, have conversations. But now I'm training for my first marathon, and I was talking to my friend who is very experienced, and she's really concerned that if I keep on running my easy and my long runs at my new uh, easy pace of 14 to 15-minute mile, that I will not finish my marathon, which has a six-hour cutoff time. So I wanted to get your advice about, you know, easy pace and back-of-the-pack runners and, and, you know, the traditional thought that you can go as easy as you need, but these seems to be conflicting for somebody like me. So I love your show and look forward to hearing from you. Thank you. 
Catherine, kudos on stepping up to a marathon. Super cool. And I love that how intentional she is about her running and loving, like slowing it down and understanding like how good that feels and that she feels performance better and she can talk to her friends more. And Mm -hmm. that's a great step actually in the right direction. Mm -hmm. So let's get the math out of the way. So to run a sub six hour marathon, you need to hold an average pace of 1344 per mile. So unfortunately, that is faster than the 14 to 15 minute miles Catherine is currently running. So Catherine, your pal is right. If you don't, you know, put your foot on the gas a little bit more, you're going to get either pulled from the course by the sweep bus or have to move onto the sidewalk, you know, depending on what happens, depending on the race director's decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So if you want to make that six hour cutoff, I mean, it's very, very doable. I mean, a couple things here that came to mind is, mm-hmm. um, so your your easy pace is 13 to 14 minute miles. My guess is with a nice taper, you know, so you definitely need to taper two weeks before the race, you know, you're going to have more pep in your step to be able to, um, I'm not saying that it's going to come down 15 seconds a mile or a minute a mile, depending upon where it is, but it is going to be easier to hold those splits, hold that 1340 ish. Mm. But the other thing that I would want her to do, if it's important to her to finish under that six hour limit is do some race pace miles. Like Mm. she, she can't just run or she could just run easy miles and roll the dice and that definitely may fall into place. But if she wants a little bit more of a sure thing, Mm -hmm. I would definitely add race pace miles into some of her long runs and some of her weekday runs. Like I don't, it's hard to know what else she's doing. Like, is Mm -hmm. she doing hill repeats? Is she doing some little, some, some intervals or some kind of speed work during the week? If that's the case, that's great because that's also going to make her faster. Mm -hmm. But if every run is 14 to 15 minute miles and there's nothing else in there, Mm -hmm. I would say, yes, let's add in some race pace miles. And the way that I would do that is um, I would probably do it twice a week. I would Mm -hmm. do it on a weekday run, a shorter one. Say you have a five or six mile run in front of you or a 60 minute run, just let's do it by time. So Mm -hmm. she's running a 15 minute mile. So she's got four miles. Let's just say Mm -hmm. I would warm up for 10 to 15 minutes. I would run for 15 minutes at race pace, Mm -hmm. um, which I would try to hit about like 1330 or maybe a little bit faster than that. Not, not crazy fast. Like I don't want you to be at 1230s because that's not probably what you're going to be able to sustain, sustain for the marathon. What I want her to do is find her race pace and lock it in and make mm-hmm. it feel like almost like her second skin, right? Mm-hmm. Really um, be in, in touch with it, not just be like, oh, my watch says I'm running a 1330. So now I know I'm running a 1330, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because that's that's the kind of pace that we're going to want to build up to and maintain on race day. Mm-hmm. Then, So do that for 15 minutes, take five minutes back, five to 10 minutes back at your race pace, do it again for another 15 minutes, like break it up a little bit mm-hmm. and then cool down. Mm-hmm. And I would do that run, that weekday run. I would, you know, slowly get away from the rest so that, mm-hmm. you know, make the race pieces a little bit longer. And eventually you're going to be running for a block of, you know, 40 minutes at race pace mm-hmm. um, would be the goal. And maybe you start with 10 minutes at race pace, kind of thinking out loud right here. Mm-hmm. But that's what I would do with that. And then the weekend one, I would definitely do two or three blocks where you mm-hmm. are doing race pace miles. So, mm-hmm. you know, give yourself a nice, good, good warm up, like three miles at your slow pace. And then I want, you know, something like one to two miles at race pace, another mile easy, one to two miles at race pace, another mile easy. Mm-hmm. And then maybe, you know, another one to two miles at race pace so that race pace should feel 
especially that third, second, third, maybe fourth even interval as you go over time should feel pretty doable. Like it's going to be more challenging because you're not running super easy, but it should feel like, okay, I've got this, I've got this, right? Mm -hmm. And eventually, you know, the ideal would be to work up to six to eight miles at race pace with nice, you know, a nice bolster on either side with a warm up and a cool down at your easy run. Yeah. I mean, hearing you talk about that, Dim, it's kind of like what you were talking about to Jaina about um, those building blocks and that foundation. And those types of workouts are the ones that give you such confidence on race day because you've, you've, you've done the work, you've put it in and yes, you don't get the same, um, breaks that you're talking about, you know, the doing a, an easier mile after uh, race pace one, but then your body knows it can hold that pace. And then the adrenaline and the excitement of race day is, you know, hopefully then going to let you maintain that slightly faster pace. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, and Catherine, I don't know if you've already registered and paid for your race, but as I listened to your question, I just wondered if you'd considered doing a marathon with a more gracious time limit. So because uh, I look back on the date of it on our September 1st podcast about back in the pack runners, coach Jen Steele of our train, like a mother club talked about finding races that are friendlier to athletes who need more time to cover the distance. Just a thought. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good luck, Catherine. Let us know how it goes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. This is Lee who's pivoting after her marathon got canceled. Hi, Sarah and Dimity. This is Lee from Atlanta. First of all, I love the show, and I have been listening since I started running at age 38, which was, goodness, seven years ago now. Um, I'm calling because my marathon was canceled the morning of the race, and now I'm trying to pivot and find a new race um, due to, you know, my family's schedule and the financial component of just taking a trip. I have found one that will work, but it is 10 weeks away. So I had a great training cycle, probably the healthiest and most consistent that I've had. And I have a wonderful coach who has given me a plan. Um, I'm just wondering if either of you have dealt with a situation where you had to extend your marathon training cycle significantly when you hadn't really planned on that. It's mostly about sort of motivation and kind of psyching myself up to do 10 more weeks, including two more 20 milers. Any ideas would be much appreciated. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Lee, thanks for the longtime love of our show and glad you found us at the start of your running career. I know. 38, age 38. That's so cool. I'm Mm -hmm. glad. And look at her marathon, marathoning like a champ now. (laughs) Yeah. So I texted Lee and her race was indeed the Twin Cities Marathon. And I had a couple back and forth with her. Then she told me she completely supports the organizer's decision to cancel the race, but it just leaves her unable to cover the cost of traveling to another marathon. Sure, sure. So, yeah. So I haven't been, uh, you know, I haven't been in her shoes exactly, but what Lee's question made me think of, Dim, was in 2014 when I ran that goal marathon in mid-October up in Victoria, British Columbia, and then had to ramp back up to run the Philly Marathon for work four or five weeks later. So I know that it is rough to start pushing that proverbial rock back up the hill so soon. So my advice, she did ask us what we would do if we'd ever been in her situation. My advice, Lee, is to only look forward and not backward, which I've realized is easier said than done. 
Yeah, for sure. For sure. And I mean, she mentioned she had a coach, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. And she also mentioned that she has two 20 milers on her schedule, which mm-hmm. is um, intimidating for sure. So two mm-hmm. things, I would definitely work with the coach if it is in fact, uh, you know, they're, they're writing your schedule on a weekly basis, or, you know, you have some give and take, it's not just a, a static plan. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, have them kind of adjust so that you feel like, you know, if you need another week or two, to kind of like gather your momentum. And I mean, you're still going to run those on those days, but maybe they're just easy runs and maybe they're, you know, maybe, maybe there's some cross training in there. Maybe there's something to just kind of demarcate like, okay, that was done. And now I'm moving forward. I realized Twin Cities Marathon as we talk was, you know, four weeks ago or about four weeks ago. So my guess is that she's probably deep into the thick of training again, but that's just a one thing is just to like, when this does happen, you know, give yourself a little time to push the reset button physically, right? Not just be like, okay, I got to get back to training right away. You know, mm-hmm. certainly mm-hmm. you need to keep mm-hmm. moving forward, but it, maybe you swim twice in the week after it was canceled, or maybe you ride your bike or do something a little different. And then you have a little bit more like oomph once it gets going again. Mm-hmm. So, and like I was telling Catherine, you know, really lean into, or was I telling Jana? One one of, as I was saying earlier, how about that? (laughs) Uh, You know, lean into the entertainment options for your long runs as a way to kind of take your mind off of yet another 20 miler. So, you know, recruit friends or family members to join you for parts of your long run. They don't need to be there with you, you know, every step of those 20 miles, but you know, have them meet you at mile 17 and run you in or mile 10. And so it's just something to look forward to and, and some, a new conversation starter, um, you know, get audiobooks out of the library or pay for two months of audible for fresh content, um, drive to a paved trail where you don't usually run, Maybe start a run from a cafe that has a great breakfast sandwich to enjoy post-run. Said like a total Portlander to suggest that. Um, <laughs> you know, um, you know, any little treat that'll motivate you and kind of give you a little glimmer and a little pep in your step. Yeah, yeah. And if I were in your shoes here, I would. Here's a couple things that I would do. I would probably write something out. Right, I would probably journal about it just because mm. um, it would be, you know. Uh, again, like a little bit of a pep talk, because I know for me, like when I'm like, oh, I got to do 10 more weeks and I'm so tired and I don't have the momentum. It's like, okay, all right, get that all out on, get it somewhere Mm -hmm. else, get it out of the energy of your body and your mind Mm -hmm. and, um, and then be like, okay, so here's why I'm going to do this marathon. I can do this, you know, kind of shift that to more positive self-talk and just kind of, again, just make a free flow writing session for 10 or 15 minutes. And you'd be surprised at how, kind of cathartic that is. Mm-hmm. I, and then the other thing I would do is I would really, well, so in, in, in my little journaling session, my little pretend one there, <laughs> I would also look back at like what I've done so far, right? I would I might mm-hmm. even like add up all the miles that I've run during that 20 week training cycle and be like, wow, I did that. Okay. I can do this again. I can do half of that. Mm-hmm. I've got, you mm-hmm. know, like, and again, just a little bit of like, okay, I got this. I got this. Let's keep those wheels spinning. Just because I didn't get to leave it all out there in Twin Cities doesn't mean that I can't leave it all. Do you happen to know what race she found, Sarah? No, you it's don't. in Georgia. It's in Georgia. I know that. Okay. Well, or, well, or it's driving distance, at least from Atlanta. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. All right. And then the other thing too, and this is, this just applies to anything is don't give the 20 milers, don't give those hard workouts any more energy than they deserve. Mm. And it's so mm. easy to do that. Like when you know that if I know that I have a really hard workout coming up on Saturday, 
I'm going to start worrying about that workout probably Monday, maybe Tuesday if it's a good week, right? You know, just worrying. About- I know I know you, Dimity, and you're not exaggerating. Yeah, yes. Yeah. I mean, because you're like, oh, I got to have make sure I have enough, like, you know, food in my belly. I need to make sure that, you know, I've got the right gear. I need to make sure this and that, which is good. I mean, preparation is, is a key thing, but don't, you know, it's still going to be there mm-hmm. Saturday morning. It's like mm-hmm. worrying about mm-hmm. a hill at mile 20 on the marathon. It's not like it's all of a sudden going to shift to mile, you know, 18, you know, or something like that. It's going to be there. Or flatten out. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be present. Right. So like, it's not going anywhere. So, you know, it's going to be there, you know, just trust that it's going to be there. Trust that you can do it and try not to worry Mm -hmm. too much about it with the exception Mm -hmm. of what you said, Sarah. I mean, one of my ideas too, was just to like make those 20 miles really fun, like celebrate them somehow, like you said, with friends or food Mm -hmm. or entertainment or whatever, but somehow don't don't go do them on the exact same training route that you've done them. Yes. You know, that you already wrote you already ran two twenty milers. Cause that's yeah. That's that's mm-hmm. hard. That's just hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and I want to peel back the curtain for just a second, Dimity, because I to let folks know that you know, we write up notes for this and everything. And that what I wrote is you know, at one point for you, I said, advice please. Again, I know I'm going to be impressed AF for what you tell her. And then I said, for reals. And I would like to emphasize that, Timothy. I'm impressed AF with the advice that you came well, hey, up thank with. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And I think it can serve people well, whether it's their extra 10 weeks of training tacked on or just within a uh, traditional marathon training cycle or any, you know, endurance event training cycle. So thank you for those bits of enlightenment and great suggestions, Tim. Well, you have them as well. So it's, it's a, it's a two way street. So it's very fun. <laughs> yeah. All right. As long as I don't have to run the 20 milers, down with it. I'll give advice about it all day long. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. So please call in with questions. And then the number to call is 470-BADASS-1. That is 470-223-2771. That number is always in our show notes, so you don't need to memorize it. When you do leave your voicemail, please tell us your first name and where you're calling from and keep your message, if you can, to a minute or less. Hey, if you want to join me on those live workouts, I promise I'll be more... (laughs) (laughs) energetic than I was this morning. They're part of Many Happy Miles, which is our annual membership program. Every month you get a month of fresh workouts, fresh cardio workouts, fresh strength circuits. We have live strength classes three days a week. We have fresh challenges. We have a community that is awesome, as you well know, very much an an offshoot of the AMR community and the listeners of this podcast. We would love to have you join us in 2024. Registration is going to open in early December, and we have a waiting list going right now, which sounds more bougie than it really is. Just a place to put your name and your email so that we can tell you when our registration opens. We would love to have you join us. So, the waiting list link is going to be in the notes. Um, so put your name down there and we will have many happy miles together in 2024. Our podcast today was produced in St. Paul, Minnesota by Barry Medor from Fire on the Bluff. Keep those questions coming. We're here with answers and I don't know, Sarah, what are we here? 60 with? minutes. 60, 60 minutes. minutes. Morally safer. <laughs> <laughs> How about me pulling Morley safe? I know, I know. (laughs) Rest in peace. Is he rest in peace? I know Andy Rooney's rest in peace. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) 